pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And here's the deal. Tucker Barnhart hit 290 in the back half of last season, folks. For all of you out there who try to bore everybody with your, oh, I just love the strategy of the game, would you rather watch Tucker Barnhart, a guy that hit 290 in the back half of last year, hit, or would you rather watch Nick Lodolo, a rookie pitcher, hit? I, let me let me save you some time. I think we all know what we want to see there. Tucker Barnhart. I mean, this is a guy that was hitting at the you know closer to the top of the order last year. I mean, this is how deep this order has gotten. I mean, the fact that you have Jesse Winker, who was a leadoff hitter for the Reds uh, in recent history, of course, now batting sixth in the lineup. Uh, Nick, or I'm sorry, not Jesse Winker. Nick Senzel, bat, you know, batting seventh or eighth in the lineup now. Jesse Winker batting sixth. You have Freddie Galvis at the bottom. Freddie Galvis is close to a career 290, 295 hitter. This is a a good lineup. This is stacked from top to bottom. Uh, everyone I've spoke to with the Reds organization has just had nothing but glowing reviews about Shogo Akiyama. Not just what he could do with the bat in his hand, but with what he can do in the field. Uh, and, and that's going to be fun to watch him because I think when, and this is something we're going to talk about later, but when you look at the three newcomers in the lineup, Shogo Akiyama, Mike Moustakis, Nick Castellanos, which of those three is going to have a bigger immediate impact? Forget it. We're just going to do it now. <laughs> of the three, those three right there, who is going to have the biggest immediate impact for the Cincinnati Reds here in 2020. Shogo Akiyama, Eugenio Suarez, or Mike Moustakis. As good as Mike Moustakis and, and Nick Castellanos, um, did I say Suarez? I don't know why I was reading his, either way, I'm, I'm losing my mind. Sorry, Shogo Akiyama, Mike Moustakis, Nick Castellanos. Of those three newcomers in the lineup, the guy that will have the biggest impact, although Mike Moustakis and Nick Castellanos will make huge impacts, Akiyama is a true leadoff hitter for this Reds team, something that they have not had in a long time. Even when they had Billy Hamilton, it was hard to consider him a true leadoff hitter because, well, the whole thing about you know being a leadoff hitter, it says it in the in the term hitter. You need to be a hitter, and he wasn't a hitter. Uh, that was a problem. Billy Hamilton. He was my one of my favorite players on the team for the years that he was in Cincinnati. Uh, I thought that you know with the DH being added and with some you know extra flexibility. I would have liked Billy back in Cincinnati, especially for what he brings uh, as far as defense is concerned in the outfield. And I can say that safely now because I don't have Schlemmer sitting across from me ready to pop me one. <laughs> because if you even – I mean, there were certain rules with Schlemmer. You could not compliment Billy Hamilton. I'll never forget the day I tried. I lost that battle. Uh, <laughs> Schlemmer was not a fan of Billy. Remind, me, fan to tell me, uh, remind me to tell you about my Billy Hamilton story. From uh, Caravan? Yes. Or Reds Fest. It doesn't matter. But you have a Billy Hamilton yes. story. We'll get to that in a moment. But real quick, the, the, the impact that Shogo Akiyama is going to have from a leadoff hitter standpoint uh, is going to be huge. For one, he's going to obviously set the tone, but he's going to set the table for guys like Joey Votto, Eugenio Suarez, and Mike Moustakis. I mean, this is not a lineup that you can look at as an opposing pitcher and say, oh, there's some easy outs here. Freddie Galvis, as down as people are on him, and the only reason people are as down on Freddie Galvis is is mainly because everyone is looking over at the other team in Ohio. All right, they're looking at the tribe saying, "Yeah, we want their shortstop." So when you look at Francisco Lindor and you look at Freddie Galvis, it's very easy to say, "Yeah, I would prefer." It's not even to prefer. I think it's just easy. Of course you want Francisco Lindor, but Freddie Galvis is still a very good hitter, and the fact that he's hitting so far down in the lineup 
is a good thing. The fact that Nick Senzel is hitting so far down in the lineup is a great thing. The fact that Tucker Barnhart is hitting down in the order is a good thing. Because when Nick Senzel is your leadoff hitter years ago, when Tucker Barnhart's in the upper half of your order, when Freddie Galvis is having to hit high in your order, that means you don't have a lot of pop. But those are excellent guys to have in the back half of your order, and I think the Reds are set up for a ton of success this year. I think that Shogo Akiyama is going to be huge for the Reds, setting the tone as far as the leadoff hitter is concerned. Joey Votto, his job is going to become a lot easier as far as you know something to work with there. Again, Shogo Akiyama batting ahead of him. And then you have the power right there in the middle, which is what you want, something this Reds team has also lacked. They have had great power contributions from various players at various times, but collectively... This is as powerful of a lineup that the Reds have had in a long, long time. You know, Joey Votto, the reason that a lot of pressure is going to be taken off of him in 2020 is because when you have an average offensive lineup, and when guys like me and Schlemmer and and even Marty Brenneman and others would beat up on Joey Votto because he would rather take a walk than try to swing in the winning run sitting at second, the reason it was frustrating is because there wasn't a lot of guys offensively that you can count on in the Reds lineup. Joey Votto is the one guy, and he's paid to do it. People hated when Marty Brenneman said that. Joey Votto's not paid to lead the league in on-base percentage. What Marty Brenneman meant was, is that, sure, let's say Freddie Galvis led the league in on-base percentage. Let's say Freddie Galvis led the league in walks. That's a great thing. You know why? Because you're not really paying him to swing the bat. But if you can get that consistent of contributions from a guy like him or even a Nick Castellanos or Jesse Winker, great. But you're not paying them max dollar. The Reds paid Joey Votto max dollar. So, for instance, I promise you this. If Mike Trout tried to pull the stuff that Votto did, Trout would be booed. All right, so stop doing this poor Joey Votto thing. I was listening uh, to the, the media guys in Cincinnati, and they were doing this boo-hoo, oh, which Cincinnati player uh, has had it the worst of all Cincinnati? Joey Votto, poor Joey, poor Joey Votto, he brings it on himself. All right, how about Andy Dalton, who actually, for who Andy Dalton is, Andy Dalton played really well for who he is. Andy Dalton was never viewed as a Tom Brady or a Peyton Manning or one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. Andy Dalton was Andy Dalton, and he got booed at a Major League Baseball celebrity softball game. To me, that's pretty sad. Joey Votto getting booed because he's the highest paid player on the team, one of the high, you know, one of the highest paid players in team history, and he can't hit a winning run in from time to time because he's too busy focusing on walks. He deserves to be booed. I say all of that to say this is that Joey Votto can officially settle in that role. And it's going to help this team tremendously. Because in the past, when you've counted on him to be the guy to bring in those runs, when you've counted on him to be your home run guy, when you've counted on him to be the anchor of your offense, that was the high-pressure point for Joey Votto because he was more focused on drawing walks and getting on base any way he can, which doesn't sound horrible, but they depended on him to carry the load offensively. He doesn't have to carry the load offensively as much this season because he has such a great supporting cast. Akiyama batting in front of him, and then you have Eugenio Suarez, who, of course, battled for the home run title last year, and then you add Mustakas and Nick Castellanos. When you have Suarez, Mustakas, Castellanos, and Winker on a good day hitting behind you, holy crap, man. Like, Votto... Is going to have a fantastic season, and it's not going to be a you know above 300 season for him. But don't be surprised to see him hitting 290 or something along those lines because I do believe more pressure is off Votto in 2020. Votto is not going to have to be the guy in 2020, and because of the DH and because of the fact that he doesn't have to be the guy, I expect a very relaxed and, con- and contributional season for Joey Votto as far as that's concerned. To me, that all starts because of Shogo Akiyama batting in the leadoff spot 
and that sets the tone. But that's huge for the Reds, and what's even more huge for the Reds is the fact that behind Votto, one more time, Suarez, Moustakis, and Castellanos.